This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. The Art of Cooperation. Hello and welcome to Emergence News, coming to you from Plains FM here in Christchurch. Our program is about the emergence of the world teacher, the Lord Maitreya, who comes with his disciples, the Masters of Wisdom. These Masters and Maitreya are our elder brothers who have reached a high level of awareness and compassion. And although no longer on the wheel of rebirth or reincarnation, return to assist us in the new age of Aquarius. With me today are Nigel and Shafir. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Peter. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel, for stepping in for John. Not a problem. My pleasure. John's a, um, a wee bit sick to this week, I think, or something, isn't he? Um, Knowing John, he'll bounce back. <laughs> yes, he will do indeed. Very soon. <laughs> um, so, what are you covering today, Shafia? What are you? What aspect are you looking at with this art of cooperation? Well, I just thought I'd look around the internet and just see if I could find any examples of of cooperation. And there's a few, and it's 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 interesting just to look at how we are starting to cooperate as a species. Right, great. And Nigel, what have you got for us? Yeah, well, on the the theme of cooperation, mm. um, I'm looking particularly at Benjamin Krem's viewpoint on that on that subject. It's really interesting when we last had a meeting to decide what theme what we were going to look at on this program, which is mm. cooperation. You know, if you look at people, you know, significant people. Um, currently, you've got the Dalai Lama, you've got Pope Francis, we had Nelson Mandela, we have a number of politicians, and they're all, they're all. There's a similar theme coming through. We've got mm. to, we've got to have a conversation. We've got to cooperate. We've got to be able to negotiate. They're all. It's all essential, isn't it? For it is, particularly yeah. for for councils, groups, governments yes. Yes. to employ the art of cooperation. Yes, it suggests a maturity coming through in humanity, doesn't it? Mm, very much. Great. And um, so I'm just going to cover um, um, initially the um, one of the messages from the Master. Um, the topic of uh, cooperation and the energy of Aquarius is the seventh ray, and it will be a time of group work and um, less personalities, has, as has been the case with the Piscean Sixth Ray now passing out. So if I can just read with you, uh, can bear with me while I read this um, article from the Master, The Art of Cooperation, through Benjamin Krem. More and more men are beginning to understand the severity of the problems which face them today. On all fronts, political, economic and social, these problems multiply and cause much heartache and sad shaking of heads. Add to these the environmental problems which man's cavalier attitude to nature and its resources has engendered. 
and the future for mankind looks bleaker still. The realization is dawning that mankind's life is in crisis and that something radical must be done before it is too late. What indeed can man do to save himself from disaster? What steps can he take even to mitigate the threat of his well-being? The answer is relatively simple, but it would mean difficult it would seem difficult for men to grasp, caught as they are in the net of their own conditioning. Men must realize themselves from the poison of competition, must realize it for the glamour which it is, and seeing the oneness of all men, embrace cooperation for the general good. Only cooperation and justice will save men from the disaster of their own making. Cooperation and justice alone will guarantee their future. Considering that this is so, man has little option but to accept cooperation as the key to his salvation. When men cooperate rather than compete, they will find a magic potion entering their lives. The case with which long-lasting problems will be solved will astonish. The impossible will yield to the lightest touch and through cooperation alone, men will learn the true art of living. Thus will it be, and thus will men learn to appreciate the beauty of relationships which only cooperation can bestow. Through cooperation, the new civilization will be built, the new science revealed, the new understanding manifested. Thus will men grow together in the discovery of their divinity. Thus will they know the joy and happiness of such togetherness. And uh, I came across another little piece there. Cooperation is another word for unity. And I thought that's a really good way of looking at it. Unity and cooperation are the springboards to the future and the guarantee of our achievement for all men. Great reserves of power lie untapped within humanity, waiting for the magic cooperation to unleash. Thank you, Peter. Benjamin Krem, he's an author we refer to frequently on this program, and he's written a lot about the subject of cooperation. In fact, an entire book entitled The Art of Cooperation. One of his other publications, and that was published in 2007, is titled The World Teacher, Maitreya for all humanity. And this refers to, of course, Maitreya and his priorities and his teachings. And there is a section in this book on the spiritual crisis, which makes very interesting reading and answers some of the questions you may have regarding the nature of social life in different countries and even the look of people. This book will challenge how you view the world, and I, I can't emphasise that enough, and I'm sure you've both had that over the years when you've read Krem's writings. It really does change how you view yourself, mm. our existence, and what's actually going on on yes. a planetary level. Mm. But it's a really interesting book. It's called The World Teacher for All Humanity. And it presents some ideas and suggestions which deserve some consideration and contemplation. How, for example, America and the UK bring together so many people from other parts of the world. 
bringing together big melting pots. Another example was Russia, where a grouping of nations have come together. It used to be the Soviet Union, and Mm -hmm. now, of course, they're all so many separate nations. And this is significant considering Russia is one-sixth of the world's surface. Also, another example, the Commonwealth countries, which used to cover the globe as colonies, now cover the globe as independent nations. The mixing of peoples of the world together, being themselves, not isolated, but living together in clear, separate groups with their own religions, their own traditions, and they setting up shops, cafes and restaurants, but living in harmony. That's our goal. That's what we're trying to move towards. That's right, yeah. The aim is that all these representatives of a large part of the world should live together and learn to live together. And that's where Maitreya is, and that's where Maitreya comes in and his teachings. So it is easier, perhaps, for this to occur. When you bring diverse people together in numbers, which has happened in America, it's one of the reasons why there are so many social problems in America, but eventually the mixing will go on. The stirring and the mixing will continue. And eventually, out of this mix, will come a very distinct figure that will be American, unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting writing, isn't it? it yes. yes. It, it helps us understand, okay, there is conflict, mm. but something good is going to come out of this. And just think, you know, just on the very simple level of just the food. I mean, now we can have... Thai, all sorts of different foods, can't we, that we would never have experienced if we hadn't had all all these different people living together, you know. I agree. You Mm. know, the cuisine that I enjoy now is very different to what it was back when I was a child in the 1960s. Yes, that's right. Our eyes have been opened up. Our palate has been introduced to, well, you must know that, Peter. You've worked at... Yes, well, I mean, when we first started up the Casa del Sol restaurant, I mean, it was a Mediterranean theme, but... The only other one, the theme one, was a French restaurant and a Chinese, several Chinese restaurants, yes. you know, and um, we get such a uh, diverse uh, range now, don't we? Yes. It's very exciting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, you learn so much more about yeah. other cultures as a result. That's right. The problems, as I've alluded to in America, um, continue, such as the American myth of freedom. Masses of Americans believe in what they call freedom, but obviously they do not believe in justice. Mm. The legal system over there is very developed, but it has nothing to do with justice, except maybe legal justice. Mm -hmm. Justice has to do with right relationship, just as freedom has to do with right relationship. You cannot have one without the other. The masses of people making up the personality of America contrive somehow to see freedom as the overriding necessity for all peoples and justice so far behind as to be almost not be there. For example, you have 331 million people in a country of whom 28 million do not have any health care. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. A huge proportion of the people in America cannot afford to go to a doctor. They cannot afford dental treatment if they need it. They are afraid to get sick or ill because if they do, they have to take time off work and they're not going to get paid for it. Mm. This is why 
Among Maitreya's priorities, he has stated enough food, shelter and health care and education for all. Despite the UN Charter, there is no emphasis in American thought on the concept of justice. They know what equality means, but they don't like it. Mm. <laughs> and they, and they, you know, they the call freedom. it they call it communism and socialism. Yes, mm. and the freedom for the individual just is not a, a good recipe for cooperation, is it? The, 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 there is there is a conflict there yes. immediately, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, as I say, they know what equality means, but they don't like it. They they call it communism or they call it socialism. Mm. And on that, um, Maitreya has a nice little analogy in this book that I've been referring to, and it goes like this: Maitreya says that no nation can work on one wheel. If you see a nation as a cart, it must have two wheels. Otherwise, it will not go. If one wheel alone is capitalism, it will not move. If one wheel alone is socialism, it will not move. The only thing that will make the cart move, that is your political and economic structure work properly, is to have the best of socialism and the best of capitalism. And the masters and Maitreya advise, they suggest 70% socialism and 30% capitalism is probably the the right mix, the mm. right proportions. Mm -hmm. And just um, to finish on that theme of America um, with the great melting pot, I had a look at the last US Census Bureau and they reported that the 28 million people did not have health insurance back in 2017. So that's four years ago. That's 28 million. Yes. Wow. And I, I believe that there's probably that many trying to get onto food stamps as well and can't. Mm. Yes, yes. Because they've got limitations. And, you know, one of the most um, economically affluent countries in the world, it's, it's, mm. it's terrible. Um, and I've got a final quote here. Um, this is taken from a book I read back in the late 1980s. This book is called New Teachings for an Awakening Humanity. It was published in 1986. And I'm reading this from a chapter titled Guidelines for Scientists, Military and Governments. It goes like this. Resolve is the greatest tool of government on earth. Mutual harmony is the sign of success. To deliberately push battles into camps of right and wrong is not a creative or desirable attitude. Let the government and the law at all levels offer only the tool of cooperation and reconnection. Seek conciliation, which will bring peace. Thank you, Nigel. That's great. And Shafir, what have you got for us? So, I have got some more about cooperation. Um, right. And when Benjamin Krem talks of cooperation, he defines it as being non-destructive, to do things with a common sense of purpose, to have a consensus of opinion on direction and policy. Now, anyone who's worked in any environment with other people will know how difficult this is to achieve. It can be equally true within our own tribal family groups. Everyone has their own opinions and ways of doing things. True cooperation requires work. We have to cultivate patience and understanding, plus an ability to hear and see another's point of view. Many families will have a person who takes on the role as the harmonizer, the one who keeps everyone connected. Great leaders in the workplace are those who listen. They hear and consider what is being said, making people feel heard. 
they have the ability to influence others to take a unified approach to whatever direction or policy is being implemented. Isn't it great when you have an employer that employs that? Yes. <laughs> it's a skill much needed in the world today. <laughs> and we are seeing it. We're seeing some wonderful examples around, actually. You know, there are you know, people who are, yeah. So we humans can make cooperation overly complex and difficult. To overcome difficulties, we have to look at what we can unite over, which is what you were saying, Peter, and, and focus on keeping that to the forefront. It is so easy to get caught up in what we disagree on. In every situation, there can be some aspects we can all agree and unite around if we take the time to look for them. So in my experience with our message here on Emergence News and Share International, volunteers everywhere probably, we can upset and disturb some members of the Christian faith who believe that Christ belongs only to them and he comes in the form of Jesus. It's not our role to try and persuade them differently, but we sometimes can have a very rewarding conversation by focusing on what unites us, our love of the Christ, our belief in the second coming, loving God and treating each other as we would wish to be treated. And of course, not judging others, one of the more difficult of Christ's teachings, it seems. And that's one I find anyway. So I was looking for some uh, examples on the internet uh, that are very sort of happening now. And I was watching the um, the latest situation in Israel um, because we're looking at the possible end of Netanyahu's long reign as premier. So the eight coalition parties have agreed in principle to form a government to oust Netanyahu from office. It's possible that it won't happen as it means there are left, centre and right parties attempting to work together. What apparently unites them is the wish to overthrow Netanyahu, probably not the most altruistic of, <laughs> of, um, goals, of no. goals, but it's actually forcing them to cooperate, you know. Mm. And one commenter tweeted a photo and said, whatever happens tonight and in the days left until the confidence vote, if it ever takes place, this is a historic photo. A leader of an Arab-Israeli party and the leaders of a Jewish national party signing an agreement to join a government together, mm. which is a big step, isn't it? I mean, the Palestinians actually don't hold out much hope for anything to change because they say it's the ideology that's the problem and not, and not necessarily the leader. But in recent days, Bennett, as, who's the guy who will take over from Netanyahu if it goes ahead, has said... My thinking in the context is to shrink the conflict. We will not resolve it, but wherever we can improve conditions, more crossing points, more quality of life, more business, more industry, we will do so. And I think that's probably because... You There's know, some mixing going on there, you know. The, it is, yes. It, and public opinion is changing. He's exactly. recognising, isn't he? You know, he hasn't got the court of public opinion with Israel anymore. And so he's having to be more conciliatory and more sort of, and even if it's just rhetoric at the moment, you know, the, there's the possibility, isn't there, of a, of a gap happening. There's you know? the possibility of conciliation. There's some negotiation going on, yes. which means there's been a conversation. Yes. And, and that's what we're talking about. It's yeah. moving in that direction. So in some areas of the plan, it, it's faster, yes. it's more progressive Yeah. in other areas like the Middle East. Well, this is probably one of the most trickiest, I think, isn't it? Exactly. You know? yes. And my try, and Krem has written about that, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, yes. That when we can finally create some sort of resolve, yeah. resolution in the Middle East, particularly that Israel-Palestine that whole region, yeah. um, then humanity really will be showing some signs of moving yes. towards yes. I co mean, even cooperation. If, even if America steps back a bit, 
would yes. help, help the situation. And and it's been, I think there's been a real tipping point in that, you know, in practically in every city in the world, mm. there has been marches in support of Palestine. And so I think they're beginning, Israel's beginning to see that actually it just can't yeah. continue like this. Public you know? opinion is, yeah. is becoming more yeah. Notice, yeah. noticed. Yes. Mm. And the other big story from this week is the G7 group of advanced economies, which is US, uh, Canada, UK, France, Germany, Italy and Japan, plus the EU, have reached a historic deal to make multinational companies pay more tax. Um, Finance ministers meeting in London agreed to battle tax avoidance by making companies pay more in in the countries doing business. In the moment, they only just pay tax in the countries that they they, they operate from, which are actually tax havens. Um, They also agreed in principle to a global minimum corporate rate of 15% to avoid countries undercutting one another. And this is what Jacinda Ardern has said, that, you know, when she's been questioned about, um, this is our prime minister, um, when she's been questioned about the whole finance thing is that it's got to be a global response, mm. you know, that, that it's no good one country just doing Working it. Working in isolation. No, mm. that's right. So, again, it's that, you know, we're being forced into cooperation, aren't we? It's like, mm. uh, yeah. And the the other stories that I um, I thought were was nice, I was looking up, a, you know, religious cooperation and I got directed to Ben & Jerry's ice cream website. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny, and they've got a they've got some sweet life stories there, and they're giving examples of religious cooperation. And one of the examples was the London Mayor Sadiq Khan, who is Muslim, breaking bread, breaking his fast at Ramadan just recently um, at a, their ceremony of Eid with the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Chief Rabbi. So the three Abrahamic traditions coming together um, to to um, celebrate the end of um, Ramadan. And I also found out they talk. They talk about the House of Religions in Bern, Switzerland. Have you ever heard of them? No. No. So, this is a place where they have spaces for the Christian Church, a Hindu temple, a Buddhist centre, and a Levi Semavi, which is really more like the Sufi place where they do the turnings, and and a Muslim mosque. There are also breakout rooms for interfaith dialogue, which include the Jewish community and members of the Baha'i and the Sikh traditions. So these eight religious um, communities are gathering in this one space and having an interfaith dialogue. So Guido Abissetti, the president of the association, said, we were dreamers, utopians, do-gooders, far from any reality. But now the House of Religions is built and experience shows us that common dialogue is possible and fruitful. Everyone involved in the project knows the inviolable dignity of the human being and practices the idea of tolerance and mutual respect. And of course, those are the absolute um, ideals. Ideals for cooperation, yeah. aren't they? That's a really encouraging story to finish on. Yes, yes, I think so because mm. it's uh, and and it's and we can see it happening everywhere. But actually, to have actually built a building specifically for that is, shows yeah. that it's really starting to take root on the on the physical plane. You know, conversations between different sects. Yes, mm. yes. This is the emergence news on Plains FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org. Cooperation by the Master through Benjamin Krem. Humanity today stands poised for a great leap into the future, a future in which man's essential divine nature will demonstrate. Little though he may know this, man has passed and is passing the tests which will allow him in full adulthood to become 
the recipient of knowledge and powers for which to fashion that future. At present only to the inner vision of the guides of the race may this reality be clear, but such it is, and portents well for the coming time. Whenever men gather today can be seen and felt a new urgency, a new sense of commitment to the well-being of the planet and its kingdoms. Only now, after aeons spent in the struggle for existence and progress, can man be said to have reached maturity, a maturity discernible to us, albeit well hidden from man himself. The opportunity arises now for a major advance in human progress, outstripping by far in speed and accomplishment all previous advances. Whereas until now, a slow and steady progress was desirable and even preferable. A new dynamic rhythm is being created whose momentum will sweep humanity into the future on a wave of global change. So great are the tensions in today's divided world that only a rapid change of direction will prevent catastrophe. This rapid change, there is no doubt, will present problems of adjustment to many. But many more by far will welcome these changes as the opportunity for new life. We, the toilers behind the scenes, have every confidence that humanity will set in motion this radical transformation of its structures. There are no longer serve men's need and block the emergence of the new. We watch and guide, overseeing all. Little by little, a new consciousness is awakening humanity to its inner needs. The old competitive spirit dies hard, but nevertheless a new spirit of cooperation is likewise to be seen. This augurs well for the future, for it is by cooperation alone that mankind will survive. By cooperation alone that the new civilization will be built. By cooperation only that men can know and demonstrate the inner truth of their divinity. Mm -hmm.